1: I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. I liked your set tonight. It was terrible. Nah, it wasn't terrible at all. Dude, first of all, it's like I've been watching you for fucking 20 years. (laughs) It's like, like you're one of those guys I've seen. You know, it's funny because we're Are not... recording I, We're just talking. Dude. Okay. I get it. This is how I do it. We just go okay. right
2: into conversation. All right. Well, I didn't and, have the and, mic and, on my mouth.
1: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> okay. Well, there goes that whole natural thing. Uh, <laughs> I try to, like, just make it natural. Then I'll say, hey, welcome to... Whatever. I got but you. anyway, um, now it's like I've been watching you do comedy for at least 15 years or so. And uh, this is hilarious. This is kind of... We're being in a car right now. Um, no, but it's like... Cause when I first saw you, you know, I always bring this up when I talk to you, you know, you did like that journey thing and you had a music and I was talking to, I was talking to Leo <laughs> about it today. I was like, I go, yeah, Matt Arise used to be like the best road comic. Like he was like, before he started doing this stream of unconsciousness thing where he's just like, you know, just kind of going off and seeing where his mind takes him. I go, it was like, cue the music. Like he was one of those guys. <laughs> and well, it's like if you didn't have a cd player like it was a situation it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> you were like you and there's, better
2: have there's and there's you know. still guys out there that like book you and i'm sure you know these kind of yeah. bookers that are like do your own, like they'll literally request me they'll try to think they can tell me what bits to do oh, when really? they hired me and i'm like dude Not only, here's a main reason I shouldn't do that journey bit that you're asking me to do. I go, the main reason is I haven't done it in like 14 years and I don't know how to do it. I don't understand these comedians that can still do the old bits. I'm like, I don't know how to do the old bits. (laughs) I'm having trouble doing doing like a bit that I did in my hour special like a year ago because I don't do that bit anymore.
1: Yeah, it's...
2: I get in trouble... Like performance wise, is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it probably sucks for me because I think it might be unprofessional to not be able to just go up on a certain booking and do your greatest hits when you need to in a harder situation. Like, I can't do them. I don't remember them. So I'm doing the newer stuff that I'm working on to try to record something in May. Yeah, right now. Yeah, you're you're trying to evolve
1: something. I mean, I think you could easily do the Debitato, Debitato, whatever that guy is. Like you could easily do that if you probably forced yourself to do it. I mean, I think you were doing those jokes probably before he was. Oh, all those. You had an Italian Italian angle. You had Italian because you had a bunch of Italian jokes way before a lot of people. And, yeah. you know, I'm... I always
2: had the anti Italian, though. OK, like the there were the guys that had the Italian jokes. And I yeah. was the guy that had jokes about being not that kind of Italian person. OK, so like if you booked me on an all Italian show, yeah. which is funny that you said Vic DiBiteto, yeah. uh, him and I got booked on an all Italian show. Here oh, yeah. in New York City once at the the Madison Madison Square Garden has like a small theater in it Okay. that's like 400 seats. I don't know if they still do, but they did yeah. years ago and they Jeff Singer who I guess still books the Montreal Comedy Festival yeah uh did an all Italian show there okay. and he had like Bobby Bacla, Bacla <laughs> what's, what's his name? <laughs> that guy from the Sopranos. Oh yeah yeah, with the gray hair. Bobby yeah. Bacala. Yeah, 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 I think he just died. Yeah. No, not him. Oh, not that You're guy. You're mixing up wrong <laughs> Italian. Somebody just he died. He played, he was a, he's a, he he like books a, he owns a club in Vegas. Did you ever do it? I never did it, but he I think he booked the Riviera for many years oh, and may have owned yes. the comedy club there. Okay. Well, he was on the show Me, Damira Vic DiBattetto, Okay. right? Yep. All Italians in the audience. Yep. Now, what happens when you get an all Italian crowd in the new york city area yeah what you have is a crowd from staten island <laughs> now i, I don't want to shit on italians because they are my people yeah but <coughs> there's a difference in italians that i do well in front of and yeah. it, the ones i do well in front of are usually the sebastian maniscalco italian crowd where i say classier. They're, yeah. they're classier they're yeah. they speak italian sure Absolutely. You know what I mean? They're they're not they're, trying to be hey baba doom bada No, they're like yeah. guys that actually work on Wall Street and they're Italian, or they're guys that are doctors and they're Italian. Yeah. You know, yeah, those bada bing Victi potatoes. Like I <laughs> I, I don't want to slam Victi potatoes. <laughs> no, potato you know he's because, got a great thing going. I mean yes. but
1: it's his thing. And it's like I have a tendency to fall into that sometimes, and that's why I liked watching you tonight, because you know, what's funny is there's four different there's four different comedians happening when I watch you do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's like at least four different guys. Okay. There's Who are there's they? well there's crowd work guy. It's like loose crowd work guy. I don't hey. do a lot of crowd. No, work, but it's there. And the way you do it though is like what was funny about it is because you started because I, I I was making fun of you for a second because you went up there and you started uh, you, you made. The, a reference to the Louis CK thing and you did a joke about the jerking off or whatever and there was a kid that went up before he did a whole thing on it and then and i, was, then just, I said it was and then hacky. you said it was hacky so then i was just like oh, okay oh no i pissed the comedian off no, no 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 i thought it was great cuz you saved yourself with me cuz i was like oh this fucking guy and then i go he just did that and then you said hacky so it was like beautiful it thing saved it yeah, for yeah, you yeah it right. was really funny cuz yeah. i was just like saying something and then you totally went to it but no i think it's like i feel like it's, you know, I feel like sometimes we're always as good as our last set, and I feel like there's an insecurity that happens with the reason certain people do the same jokes a lot of the times is because, you know, I'm always afraid of, like, if I don't kill, then this person's not going to fucking book me. And I feel like there's that insecurity that happens yeah. it's when, not you, true, though. when you're not famous It really enough. isn't true. It isn't true, but you feel it. You know what I mean? We right. sometimes feel that. Right. And it's a horrible habit to have. It's ruined comedy. And when I came up through comedy, it was like everybody was doing the same fucking bits and they were, you know, they were killing, Mm -hmm. but it was like the Will Savents and Chris Mazzilli, and it was just like, you know, just all these guys, and they were just, it was the same bits over and over and over, Brad Trackman, over and over, and it was like they would kill with these bits, but it's like that's what I saw when I was waiting in the wings to become a comic is I thought you had to be a guy that just crushes all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to get rid of those comedy ears. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm constantly trying to be like, it's okay if this bombs. It's no big deal. Even in the fuck my own room, I'm like, I got to kill, because everybody's like, he got a spot because he runs the room. And it's like, I can't give a fuck.
2: Well, you know what's weird? But I do. Something that I'm observing in myself recently, and I said it to... um, Megan Hanley's her name, right? She was yeah, at your yeah, club yeah. the other night, and she came in and was laughing, and she was one of those... any uh, Maybe any comic feels this way. When there's a comic in the crowd laughing at you, it really um, focuses you. Oh, now, yeah. tonight, when I was out of focus, yeah. and then when you laughed, when I said that thing about it's become hacky and it's only a <laughs> yeah. situation that only happened a month ago, yeah, um, I... Uh, so, um, if you were wondering why I'm stopped talking, there's a guy there's about a big, to smash truck. the front of my car <laughs> as I'm trying to pretend <laughs> there's gonna, not. Okay. I'm going to bring you in real quick. Uh, yeah. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, you're listening to I'll Leave You With This, and I'm Dustin Chafin. I'm here with my longtime comedy friend. Uh, he's, he's been on Letterman. He's been on Comedy Central. He had his own special on Cecil. A lot of great stuff. Uh, Joe Matarise. Hey. Thanks for being here. Okay, anyway, Thanks for go having ahead. me in my car. <laughs> To so go back. We can go back. <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> it's nice to be in your car. All right. So to go
2: back, and you might have to reel me in because my okay. brain is have, in overwork today. You're
1: one of those guys I know
2: how to talk well with. Like, you have, okay. You know, we're good. Well, what I was trying to say is is Megan said, oh, that was really funny. I could have just heard you tell s- uh, more stories and more stories. And I said to her, I'm glad you're saying that to me. I said, because I feel, and, it, and I only feel it every once in a while, but I feel it at times where I go, I my style just changed again. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying this. Four. It's comics. funny that you said that yeah. to me about the stream of consciousness because I work on the stream of consciousness in the city, and I find that when I go on the road now and I'm performing in front of like I was just in Detroit at the Comedy Castle this past yeah. weekend. There's like 400 people each show club, on a Saturday. Club Dropper. And it's weird how <laughs> I don't and I, I don't, dude. I don't do a lot of clubs on the yeah. road anymore. Yeah. I really don't, but this new style the stream of consciousness isn't complete stream of consciousness in the city it is yeah and then when i'm on the road the new stream of consciousness has beats like punchlines. sure and it's fun and, and another observation i noticed i turned on dave Chappelle's new comedy special that was on netflix i watched it last night about half of it okay um from dc yeah and I was Syria. like, I observed, and I'm like, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure Chappelle always had this style, but not to compare me to Chappelle, because I've always thought Chappelle was just, like, the top of the, g- ever since I've he came into New York, I was like, this guy's so much better than everybody, like, I, he's, yeah. he's better than well, He's a than funny us. person, yes.
1: and I think it's like, automatically, he has an edge up. Yeah. Like, he can say anything. Really, Say anything. He's a guy that he's can read got the charisma. Phone book. Yeah, he can read and the And he has book. great material.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he's just talking. Like so, yeah. I'm watching him going. It sounds like he has stream of like he's just talking, but yeah. there's beats, Absolutely. and that's what kind of comedy I I like. Sure. All of a sudden, and and I'm like. Well, I don't I kn- sit down and try to write a punchline and twist a word to get the laugh, is what I'm saying. No,
1: it's like, well, tonight, it was like you started going off, you know, and on, you know, different stuff. And I think one of the things you were going off, um, well, I liked the stuff about the, uh, I thought the Santa shit was great. You were talking right. about your kid and. Well, that know, stuff's
2: like, working, like, yeah. in front of big crowds, but it was yeah. kind of eating it. The second beat wasn't working. The first beat yeah. worked, and the second one, you know, what's weird? We can talk really inside comedy here Absolutely. is um that's what it is that's what i figured it's, it's that's for what kids this is. yeah it's, it's for, for kids it's for kids and comedy
1: It's a comedy. <laughs> and guys that are about to quit <laughs> those are the, those are my two audiences <laughs>
2: i notice and i don't know why i don't know if all comics would be uh would suffer from this like one thing that is saving me in this stream of consciousness that i'm realizing in this new style is i'll act out a little bit nice. i'll act out the uh the story where uh, the second beat, as you saw tonight, was yeah. my son learning that there's no Santa Claus. And the second beat was him telling all of his cousins that are younger than him the new information. Uh, he got. Yeah, no it was Santa. a character. It was a character. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm in front of a big crowd and I'm acting it out, I feel like I literally feel like an actor in a play nice. when I do it. And I don't mind going long. Where I could do two sides of a conversation and act out one side of it and then act out this side. But when I go into the city like tonight in front of 12 people, it felt stupid to act it out. And then I'm half acting it out and now it's half doing well. And you noticed that the checks came out in the middle of I was oh, acting you, that you out. Oh, you love the checks, and yeah. that, and I felt that. And when I, you know, but when you laughed, when it saved me, because yeah. I said to the a guy and the everybody, a guy yeah. in the front row, in in front of twelve people, stopped listening completely. He's looking down and he's doing the math of his check, and it took me out of the act out. Just the one guy not paying attention, and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is it about me? And you might know because you've known me so long yeah. that I can't continue. I, I And I got a laugh off of going, I have to stop
1: because yeah, w- one guy's not in it. Yeah, well, there's the one guy that was like the loose comic, you know, that was like, you know, kind of just kind of letting the crowd kind of drive the material. And then it was like you got into the material with the act outs and stuff that mm-hmm. felt, felt very clubby. And then you it didn't had work. it. it kind of worked. It worked. It, you know, it worked with the baseball mm-hmm. thing, and it worked with a couple. Uh, the Manny with the you know the that Latin worked, baseball stuff. That's
2: a little older. It's a little older, it's but not that, as new as. It's the It's okay, other stuff.
1: but you still committed to the act out. It was like, and that's what I'm yeah, learning. It has a stronger act out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's easier
2: to commit <laughs> you, to the one yeah. you know always that's works. True. That's true, but
1: well, that's the thing that people don't realize how vulnerable uh, act outs are. You know, I can't imagine like, you know, early Regan being easy for him. You know what I mean? Before he hit, like, you know, there had to been a lot of awkward, like, you know, jumping around and like, ah, and then it's just like, it's it's not developed yet. I've been in the
2: audience (laughs) once when he was doing a late night talk show. I think it was Craig Kilborn when he used to have it before Ferguson. And we were in the audience watching because I had a friend who was a writer on the show. Okay. And I don't know what the hell. We just happened to be there when Regan went on. Yeah. And when he he wasn't doing well. It was like a it's rare so weird, yeah. Regan not doing sure. well on yeah. television. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons is, is people don't realize, is that studio audience is about a quarter as big as you'll get on Letterman or The Tonight Show. So yeah, yeah, when yeah. you do... The and now it's yeah, what, it's James like a, it's Kobe. like a Tuesday in the city, yeah. yeah it's small, <laughs> yeah. it's like 50 people, yeah. And they're far away, they're not close. Oh, there's that this huge too. front, that's you ed- can't have the
1: gap that fucks yeah. everything up. That's what I liked about uh, Leno is that he had a little stage that was closer to the crowd, yes. Like, Same little, what, little Letterman, felt feels, feels yeah. like
2: you're doing a theater, yeah, way better, yeah. So, uh, so he doesn't come out of it, he's not gonna, there's no way Brian Regan's gonna come out of the act out. Yeah, and do a you matter know,
1: race and be like, "All right, fuck you guys. Yeah. What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> Concentrate on the camera guy. What's up
2: with you, man? You know, it's uh-huh. like, yeah. Well, I lose my concentration. Uh, another side note is yeah. when I was on that same show when Kilborn did it. I did it. I did that Kilborn show 4 times. Nice. Now I'm name dropping. I like but it. But the fourth time I was on it, I messed up a joke and told it backwards. Oh, wow. I got in my head. On TV, wow. And told it backwards, and I yelled cut like I was the director. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. They let you do it again? And I go, can we do it again? And they go, yeah. Yeah. But you, didn't, you shouldn't have yelled cut like they said something to me. <laughs> you can do it again. And I go, you'll be able to edit that so it doesn't look like anything? They go, yeah, no problem. So you're saying this in the middle of your set? You, this is- not to the crowd. Well, probably to like a well, yeah. guy off uh, okay. microphone. But you stopped in I the middle stopped. of your I set. I stopped. I cut. <laughs> I go, it's, that got a laugh, but I just told it come back, backwards. I think you guys just laughed at the <laughs> rhythm, not at the joke, because it makes no sense what I just said. <laughs> I think it was a that's, callback, that's and I told him yeah.
1: to like stop production for your joke to but redo it." This wow!
2: Is, this is the classic of this story. That's amazing. They, go, I go, "It's not going to be on TV." Please tell me it's not going to be on TV with me messing up. They go, "No, we wouldn't do that to you, <laughs> dude." It, Letterman, Letter when Letterman was on, they would yeah. do a commercial for what's coming up next okay. on the Craig Kilborn show because it was also on CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, "Coming up next." Comedian Joe Mandarise, Doran Letterman, and they, and you just see me go. Can I do that over again? It's in the commercial. <laughs> I go, oh no, that's even worse. That's Doran Letterman. There's more people watching. Fuck. Did they show it in the real set? No, they then they, that, they cut the it teaser. out. You were the teaser. I was the teaser. That's amazing. They used it as a bumper. That's so fucking funny. And they funny. cut it out, but it was so obvious because. Nowadays, if you watch these late-night talk shows, yeah. not all of them, but some of them use multi-cameras now. They used to just have one camera sure. on the comedian. That's yeah. it. Now, that's it? all they had on Kilborn was the one. So all of a sudden, it showed the crowd, and then back to me, it looked ridiculous because <laughs> they never did that. It wasn't even smooth. It looked like I edited it with two VCRs.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like you're in that moment and it's like what do you you know that's it's hilarious that you like chose to kind of like fix it yourself as opposed to just most comics would have just walked through it and just forgot the joke and just went on to the next thing and just you know bring it up or whatever but well, you were so conscious well, of that not making sense well, even you, though they laughed
2: and it's if you hilarious. got young comics listening yeah. and that's kind of like a big fan base of this podcast yeah one it's funny that i did that then cuz that's pretty early in my career that i'm yeah. describing um I didn't usually do that kind of stuff back then. I would just shut up and take and yeah. take it. And then I you know what? I realized later, especially doing a lot of um round table type shows, those started to become popular where comedians sure. would be part of a round table. Yeah,
1: the develop the podcasts kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chelsea Evolve
2: Handler's was the first one yeah. that I ever did and I did it a bunch of times. But it took me like three or four times and then I realized that you can talk out, you you think you can't. You don't realize yeah. that comedians should know when are we the funniest, when do we get our biggest laughs is when we get honest and we go, I just fucked up, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. told that joke like tonight yeah. when I said I need you looking at me, man. Yeah, <laughs> one guy no, with the honesty, people the that kind of laugh.
1: Absolutely. Now I remember, like I remember with Red Eye, I did that a few times, and I felt like they kept. You know, and it was weird, it was so much stress with that because it's like, the first time I did it I did really well. Mm -hmm. And then I have a tendency, you know, I like listening. It makes me a decent actor. Like, I feel like you, exactly. should, you should be able Like, I like it. I like it. Like, yeah. you're talking a lot. I'm listening. I'm absorbing it. Like, I don't need to be like, blah, blah, blah. Listen right. to me. Like, I'm just not that kind of guy. I never have been. I'm the same. And it's
2: like. I hope.
1: You know. No, you, you are. You're a good listener. And then, I mean, you get revved up. And then I just kind of wait. But you're a good listener on the, for the most part. But it was like, I remember I did one episode where. I listened probably more than I, you know, talked, but I dropped my jokes and it was a great I thought it was a great thing. And the producer gets on me and she's like, You know, if you wanna come back, you really gotta jump in, you gotta interrupt and I was just like, What do you mean interrupt? I go, That's not comedy and then so I mean I'm not Greg Wilson. You know what I mean? I'm not like one of these big right. over the top guys that's just like, Hey, look at me you know right. So it's like I need you to let I can write a great joke, so let me drop my joke and then I'll pop off of whatever's happening and so but I feel like sometimes there's that balance between you know, the insecurity of, like, am I talking enough? Am I jumping in enough? That voice you is know? going yeah. on am I the going whole on? time. Yeah, because if... I've seen guys on, like, Chelsea, and they just sit there. And it's like, you know, you don't want to be that guy. So. Well,
2: the producer gave me good notes the first time I was on Chelsea. And he books – I think he books The Tonight Show now. and Maybe he might have moved again. Uh, Michael Cox. I about, he, yeah, I, know I think guys. he might still work over at The Tonight Show. But he had a word for it okay. when a guy – doesn't say anything because there's only literally it's like a snap of a finger when you're on those shows at chelsea handler it's it's one commercial break and then another and then 20 minutes shows gone and you're done so short yeah Yeah. it's like boom boom yeah so he i forget i think he called it like a shutout like a pitcher pitching a shot he goes oh that we've had that guy on he got shut out and i said okay what do you what are you trying to tell me here it was my first time having a producer really spell it out which he said You almost have to be an asshole. You have to cut people off. That's what it is. Absolutely. And that's when I realized not only do you got to force your jokes in, but I realized that I can speak all of my thoughts on these shows. If I tell a joke and, like, I remember Joe Coy was the king of cutting you off on those shows. Oh, really? And I go, dude, I got another line. Like, that would get laughs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could say all this stuff. You could be your honest self that's the same like what they wanted on red eye they would i remember the first time i did it i did it like i was on chelsea handler which when you would do chelsea or chelsea lately yeah you would get there two hours before taping yeah or actually you would they would email you the subjects okay about three hours before sure and then about an hour before you had to you know be there so and then there's like an hour that you're in a car Going there. Yeah. So, like, you don't have a lot of time to write these jokes. And then when you get there, there's a producer that that works just with you and they help you craft the joke. They'll actually oh, make wow. it better. That's another one. And level. they'll tell you which one are your best. Oh, so and they the didn't girl do that. was at Red Eye. funny and yeah. she was good at it. Oh, nice. Well, this is why I'm saying it about Red Eye. Yeah. I thought that's what they would want on Red uh, Eye. And gotcha. I went and I wrote jokes. Yeah. And then Shalou gave me the notes of just you don't need to do it that way after the show. He goes, just be you. Yeah. And then stupid me. The next time I came on red eye, I tried to not write jokes, but <laughs> read all the stories and oh, and, okay. and sound like I'm on CNN and I'm a broadcaster. So you were like and too that, serious about yeah. it. And yeah. And he goes, Joe, I got the guys that are like, Seeing you know when you go on that yeah. Fox News show he wants they you gotta, to be the comic yeah and the guy next to you is a guy yeah who's that's what analyst. he does for a living yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not gonna be as just now just be <laughs> stupid Joe and you're fine <laughs> so then like I think I started doing better on red eye when I would be so honest that I'd be like dude you know I take Adderall for ADD right and yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. yeah I go I forgot to take it <laughs> and now I gotta talk in depth about Putin I, re- <laughs> I still remember this I got so many hate tweets that's amazing because um, What's this Shalu comes to me And he said The question was something About Putin and Russia yeah. And Trump or something And I go I just paused And I look right at him And I go I got nothing <laughs> I go And I don't have nothing Because I didn't write a joke I got nothing Because my ADD Is so bad right now <laughs> That I didn't even hear What you asked me Oh that happened to me He would Like Because I have it
1: too And I'm not as vocal about it But I definitely have it And it mm-hmm. was like he Because sometimes Like There's that—the worst thing you can possibly do with probably acting and comedy is when somebody's talking to you and then you know you're just trying to think of what you're going to say— Instead of listening to the question they're asking you. Right. Because if you just listen to the question, you can you can answer in a funny way because you're a funny regular person well, uh, in, in real life. Like, you can answer a f- question in a funny way, but well, then you're trying to fucking, you're forced with the TV element. Sure. And it's just like, okay. I remember I was just making shit up and I'm watching and I'm just like, oh, God. Just watching yes. myself just... Barely get through words and like almost say them wrong, and I'm like, because you know, when you're just positive, you don't know what you, how you're going to end it. Where you're just like you're caught up in a thing that you don't know anything about. Because right. that's the thing. Because if you don't watch the news about something, and that's the thing too. Is comics to get on the show and try to pretend that they know what the fuck's going on with the world, and we don't. We're Some like, do, we're, but not as much as we think we do. Sometimes, like well, we're you know, it's a Twitter, it's a Twitter headline usually. You know, I right. don't. I mean, I try to read up, but. Anyway, I don't know. I just feel like you it's better off just answering in an honest way instead of trying to,
2: you know, impress the person that's hosting it or whatever. Well to to name drop again and, and folks, listen and don't think I'm like some big like Oh you are guy right? who's like are trying guy. to make himself sound like a You're player. A big guy. You're this a player. is over a third. it's like it's like a guy like I'd be the guy if you met me at a bar. Like I was single until I was thirty eight, so that means <laughs> I had to fuck a couple of hot girls in all those years that I was single. Oh, yeah. like, I've seen you I've been a few. doing stand up for thirty <laughs> years, so there's some credits mixed through here, but it's over thirty years because I'm about to <laughs> yeah. say that I was on the Howard Stern show once. nice. and you want you want to be pissed at yourself for not listening. I listened back to my interview, and I realized fast, all you have to do to be interesting and funny on The Howard Stern Show is answer what he asked you. That's how good he is at asking. He he knows how to ask great questions. He he figures you out, and he starts getting in with good questions. And I'm, and I'm listening, going, what the fuck? I was my, I didn't have medication for yeah. attention deficit, so I was just like trying to think of what I wanted to say instead of just yeah. answering his fucking question.
1: Well, that's way better than my Howard Stern uh, show appearance, <laughs> I'll tell you that, because I had was one on too. Well, yours was, I guarantee you, how bad ever you viewed the situation you had, mine was ten times worse. I was on Killer Be Killed, and it was like a Howard Stern production thing, and oh. it was just like Sal the stock broker and stuff and they filmed it was was like a contest thing comedy and i had a meltdown and it was like and it was like a contest where they had comics go up at caroline's and it's like it's god awful early
2: like they were recording yes they were
1: recording it for like on demand and on the air too they played it and it was like 11 o'clock in the afternoon and in the morning or whatever and then they had different rounds for comics like you got up and you did your you did like three minutes of stand-up and, uh, you know, I went up there and I did really good on that. And then they, and then you had to go up and you had to do crowd work or something. I did really good on did that. Did they have audiences or you yeah, just it, doing it? it. shitty audience. There uh, was a crowd it, it was some stern guys there. Stern audience. So some of them were kind of shitheads. Oh, and then it was yeah. like some regular people. But it's like 11 o'clock. So it's like, who are you going to fucking get to come to a comedy show at 11 a.m. at the fucking Carolines? So they're there. And then, then they had a round called heckling. And it was like Shuli was heckling me on purpose, and it was to see how I handled heckling. Mm-hmm. And it was like I got up, and he, you know, he he said something to me, and I was just like, I, I said something because he's Jewish, and I was like, ah, I think Hitler had something going on or something. And I said something like that, and he was like, yeah, I love it when Hicks said that, and he, so it made me look like a hack. And then I was like, fuck this, and then I just melted down. I was like, this is not comedy. I go, this is fucking ridiculous. You're ruining comedy. Like, right. you know, it's like this is not part of it. Like, this should never happen in the art. This is the this is like this is the crash in the in the fucking race in a car. Like that that's not the that's not what you're supposed to fucking explore here. Just let us do our comedy, say we're good or not, and I just say it was some fucking shitty meltdown and then Robin goes off on me and stuff. Like it was just horrible. <laughs> It's like, but I was killing it. I was winning this whole thing. You until, were killing. Oh, and, but, until, but you until I got laughs at this part. No, 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 this no. Just you. Mad. No, I had a meltdown, and then it was just like, and then it was just like. But it was kind of interesting because at least I stood up for myself in the art of comedy. I wish I. Could, I've but never, never seen weird.
2: you have a meltdown before. I've had a few. I've, I've never seen.
1: Them. I've had fist fights, Like I've had a few crazy, you know, moments on stage. I, I never witnessed it. Well, you always seem like I'm you sober. got it together. I'm sober. Right. But the drinking days, I had a lot of craziness. You know. Yeah, I was. I mean, I've been sober ten years almost this summer. But uh, so this is drinking days. You drank, yeah. Were you drunk in the afternoon? at eleven a.m. <laughs> you know what? That I was just sober. I think that was almost ten years ago. So I was probably, probably a fucking couple of months sober, which uh, is just as you're just as bad as right. you're drinking because you're a, raw you're a wire. fucking wreck. Right. Yeah, you're still. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in that head, still there. All you want is a fucking drink. Like, yeah, you're manic all the time. Like, yeah, that's the worst part of drinking is that fucking first couple of months. Like, you're nuts. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, think, and that's the thing, too. It's like, that's the thing in comedy, too, where it's just like you drop something in this business and then it's forever. And then you hope that it doesn't come off that well. I mean, you know, you hope that it comes off better than you thought it did. Well, it, you know, I mean, the fact one, you're on one, Stern is
2: still cool. Well, once again, for, um, your new comedians listening i think a trap we do fall in is this it's out there for, oh my god that's there forever yeah dude it gets to the point where there's you have so much shit out there True. that no matter what the fuck it is it doesn't matter. It, you yeah. think it does. Yeah. Oh, my God. He did that. It goes away in a fucking. It's like. It's still annoying to you, though. Like, I know that. Like, I have a shitty video that's out that
1: I can't because some asshole can't get the password to get it off. And it still bothers me. that yeah. The set's out there. And Dude, I'm like, it's just a shitty set. Didn't
2: I say to you earlier yeah. in this interview or was that off mic where I said what? I made a list of all the things that I did in my life that were bad? No. you didn't And say then that. I, I said that off mic to you. Before we started recording, I said, and I realized every time I got mad, it, yeah. it went to something bad. Like it was never like, "Oh, I got pissed at this guy, yeah. and then I won." Like it was, yeah. I was never. <laughs> oh, I found always, a great punchline. Yeah, it was never. <laughs> and I used to have. I didn't know because maybe because I didn't have enough years of comedy in me. Like even my old podcast, the first episode I had Bill Burr on because I thought my anger was gonna be my hook, this is how dumb I was, and that I was gonna challenge the crowd to a heckling match because I had a video on YouTube that had like four million hits of me yelling at a crowd and I was like, maybe that's my hook because I had one show where I kept a tally of what I said to somebody, I would give myself a point if I slammed them real good and they would slam me and if yeah. they said something funny I would give them a point and we were like
1: But but let's it. also interrupt and say that your your top selling CD on the
2: road is you going off on heckler. Yeah, well it's just cuz I think it's the pit the pit cuz negative sells. Exactly. I but used no. to tell my wife like I when I when I was doing my last podcast, she got yeah. mad at me once cuz yeah. I titled an episode The yeah. Power of the Vagina. Okay. That was just the title. Of okay. the fucking episode And, she just gets mad. and she's like well, well, Is this about Is this about me what? And I go I'm doing an experiment I want to see how many Hits It gets Just because it has The fucking word Vagina wow. in the title And it did It got more hits It's Dude, like Dude one time I put up a video And it was
1: just A regular video Of me doing stand up and I put in the in the YouTube title. It was early days. I put "comic gets shot doing stand up comedy," uh, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's all it was. And I, right. you know, I didn't even do a fake thing or nothing. I just put that was right. just the title. I got like ten thousand hits in like four days, exactly. and it was just like this. And, it, and then, and then at the end of it, was like, "This guy didn't get shot." Blah, blah, blah. And thank God it was a good set, so nobody would be like, "You should get shot, motherfucker." You know, it's like nobody, you know, went at me too hard. Oh. But it was like that's what I was afraid of. But it was like, but yeah, but any. Uh, then I put up another video. I didn't put up a title like that, and it got like fucking three hundred hits. That's exactly yeah. So it's, it's you see it's those ridiculous.
2: videos out there that have the hot girl in the picture? She's not even in the video. That happens so often. Oh, you're like well, yeah. she's not even in this video. What the fuck oh yeah, you get pissed it'll oh, say yeah. like summer vacation and there's just like a girl in a bikini yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It, that's how they get it. it's like it's a click guy and guy on this yeah.
1: beach well that's the thing we're in this click and bait thing because yeah. we're so desperate for like attention from the youth or a new audience or people that you know we just get desperate for it and i think that's what you have we have to stop doing that oh i totally agree you know is this like i mean you've had a lot of like you know kind of interesting things you know with with you jump on this stuff early. Like I feel like, you know, you kind of jumped on podcast early. You kind of, you know, have this like
2: web presence that that that's positive a, and negative. Well that's another thing yeah. that you can tell the young people out yeah. there. I'm talking to them. This is like a how to. <laughs> no matter how, like I always feel like I'm quick to a punch. Yeah. No matter how fucking quick I can be with an idea. Yeah. There's a similar idea out there. Oh God! And I Absolutely. just finally got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you okay? That's why I'm doing this. I'm fucking. I'm
1: like six episodes in. I mean, how many fucking co- how many podcasts are there about comedy, comics, talking comedy? But mm-hmm. I was like, nobody's me. Exactly. Nobody has my worry. relationships. No. Yeah, so it's like, why not just you know just do it you and just get yeah. yourself out there. You know, I think I, that's that
2: is a definitely a great thing. Uh, I quote Phil Rosenthal all the time. He, I yeah. had him on my old podcast once, and he. I look up to him because he created Everybody Loves Raymond, and yeah. it was like a hit sitcom and uh, one of the better ones. And uh, I had him on, and his advice with life, not just comedians and being creative, was do the show that you want to do. Yeah, live the life that you want to live because they're going to cancel it anyway. Now, what the sh- probably what he means in life is is you're going to die. Yeah, so fucking go do what you want to do, like. Yeah. I kind of try to live like that every day now like when I'm writing a script or I'm doing a podcast I don't sit there and go what would what would sell I just go yeah. what show do I would I want to be in and what would I want it about and what how would I like it? to be shot and I just fucking write yeah, it yeah it's way.
1: like that scene in Boogie Nights when they like wanted to be in a band they were <laughs> at the studio remember that oh, they were like we're gonna be, oh, rock, sing- hilarious. <laughs> we're gonna be rock singers now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like parachute yeah, bands yeah, on parachute. <laughs> 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 the shirts oh, with no God, sleeves I wish I could <laughs> hum the song do you <laughs> remember the song cause heartbeat, you got the shot you got the like, shot I got, like the, it, power got the power you got the power yeah it was hilarious. something like that. It, it was like a heartbeat like a Don Johnson heartbeat oh Living on the heartbeat. It was something like that. It was like the equivalent of
2: heartbeat by Don Johnson. Mm. Uh, Side note: This kind of connects. I don't know if you saw the movie yet, but I saw it last week. What'd you see? I Tanya. Yes,
1: loved it. I loved it. Fantastic, dude. I feel like I'm the Tanya Harding of comedy sometimes. (laughs) Like, I feel, it's, like it's I, I, I feel like I feel like I will. I have my own fucking nobody understands my wardrobe. I feel <laughs> like I've yelled at judges like a comedy contest. Oh I've God. flipped out on stand on fucking last comic standing. Like I've had I Totally fucking relate to her. I've wanted to kneecap a lot of comics. Like I totally
2: relate to that. That was when so she good. tells the judges the her dick. Ah, it's the on best. the ice. The best is a... <laughs> so funny. Have you ever flipped out on judges? Suck my
1: dick. Have you ever flipped out on comedy judges? Have you ever had? Um, a let's think here. Oh I had to have Let me think Have you Because I flipped out on last comic standing I, mean, I did an I did a uh, audition When That's when, before they had comics And it was just The two producer guys uh-huh. Remember that The early days It was it, it wasn't like You know It got cool Like Greg Giraldo And all these cool guys But before that The first two years It was just these two guys Named Ross and Bob Or something And they were the producers For the Tonight Show And they just would sit there Like oh, fucking know. assholes I did on the a, first season Yeah okay Like assholes At that fucking desk And then I remember I did it at a Carolina and when it was another fucking, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, fucking that's a great time for comedy with no audience. And then, you know, they were oh, like, yeah. next. And I go and I stopped as I'm walking out, just that pride just stings in me. And I was like, I, go, I got a question for you. And the guy was like, yeah, Oh, doing it. I go, I go, how long have you guys been doing stand up? And they were like, we've never done stand up. I said, let me get this straight. You've never grabbed a microphone, but you're fucking judging me. On my performance as a comic. Look, oh, you don't know my resume and blah, blah, blah. Producer, Tonight Show, all that bullshit. They just flipped out, right? right. And so they, they start flipping out, and they found me. Um, uh, apparently, I, I wrote an article. I think I said this on another podcast, but I, I don't care. Anyway, I wrote a I wrote a thing for cringe humor about the day the comedy died or whatever. And those guys came after me. It was all about making fun of them. And one of their guys' sons read the article and then he told Al Martin, because he's friends with Al Martin, to take my show out of Broadway because like I went after him online or something, like on a fucking article. Like anyway, right. those guys are just cocksuckers. But anyway, I <laughs> flipped out on. Them. Just, you know.
2: It's it's funny that you just said that and that i actually thought i didn't have a story and then like as you were talking oh you found i one? was listening to you yeah though. oh absolutely but I there know. was a beat where i went what am i an idiot i was on america's got talent oh yes and i got a standing <laughs> ovation one yeah. week and then the next for some reason round two they did no audience uh, and like you think i was i i have trouble focusing in front of 12 people you want to see me really have trouble do none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with it's, Howard Stern in front of oh you my judging God. you. Why would you do that? Why would they do that? Second round. And they uh, they were honest to with us and told us the reason cuz this is how fucked up it was. Yeah. They shot two segments with a crowd in the second round. Okay. Cuz usually in on America's Got Talent, they would go to um let me think. They would go to Vegas, I think, and do a no audience round. Why? And they decided, Ridiculous. well, we're not going to do that this year. Okay. We're gonna. They were. They did them in these piers down on like 34th Street, where like the boats dock and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we went on like a boat, I think, or like I don't. I think we were on a. No, we weren't on a. I don't You're think. On a boat. I don't think we we're on so a like boat. The, the I think we were somehow okay. in the, in a this huge. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking I'm. I was. We were on a boat, but i not. We weren't. But there's like some sort of area <laughs> where they dock there. That's okay. huge inside. Okay. And they put t- temporary bleachers all in there, and they were gonna yeah. be able to fit like 1,500 people. That's okay. What, and they. I went, and I'm not bullshit. I went and watched like magicians because they like had the comedians would all perform. Yeah. And then all the magicians would do. And, and the and dogs. So I went, and yeah. The and I went and watched the magicians yeah. in front of this big crowd. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm going, I know I got, I, I know I, you know, th- I'm doing 90 seconds. I know I got three jokes that work. And yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Sure. So. All of a sudden, they call us all in, and you're, like, there every day for, like, a week in this round two version. Like, it's, like, ten hours a day. It's like you're in jury duty. You're sitting in a room alone with, like, two other comics and, like, a tray of Subway sandwiches (laughs) for fucking ten hours. You don't get paid to be on the show. It's not like... Um, Last Comic Standing, when you did it, they would give you, like... uh, Sag Wage when they would nice. air your stand-up on TV. That's good. But not America's Got Talent. Fucking nothing. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nothing. Not only nothing, they weren't allowed, you weren't allowed to take bookings, so you can't work. You're off that week making nothing <laughs> and spending 10 hours sitting in a room. Just hoping to God you and get to the next yeah, round. And they're yeah. making you bring, like, your wardrobe over and over again in case they film you. Uh. For continuity, you got to have that same jacket ready. <laughs> right? So... I'm like, I go out there with the no crowd, and I knew in my head, I'm thinking like a, I'm thinking like normal, like yeah. Howard Stern, Howie Mandel, Mel B, and uh, the what's this, uh, oh. Heidi Klum, Heidi Klum, yeah, saw, gave me a standing ovation, and 2,500 people along with them gave me a standing ovation. Yeah, in your normal world, you'd remember that. And be enjoying me, even if there's no crowd, because I'm the guy you gave us. St- oh, yeah. hey, Joe! Like that's yeah. what thinking's gonna be. You know what he, yeah. you can do. Like and they I'm, know that. Yeah, and we're aware enough yeah. that we know you're trying to not like me right now. Oh, like it's and on I purpose. called him on it. Yeah, because I knew for a fact already that Dan Natterman was in the in the contest too. Okay, and they let him skip. The whole no audience round. Ugh. They had already filmed him at Stand Up New York. like, yeah. And I was there that night when they were filming him. And they gave, they tell him on stage at Stand Up New York, you're going, you're getting to skip the Ugh. the no audience round. We're bringing you right to the judgment round. So oh, I'm in geez. my head going, well, he's the same age as me. They're not going to have another white guy who's yeah. like in their late 40s. They're not sure. going to do that. I'm fucked. I, I, and yeah. now I know that they're trying not to laugh. And I go... I did what you did. I yeah. did the call them on it in the yeah. moment. I go, you guys are trying not to laugh. This doesn't seem right. You saw me before. You liked me the last time enough to stand up. What's this? Yeah. I go, I don't get it. You're, you're oh, trying God. to not have a good time. I can tell. <laughs> what did right? they say? And David's then told. you watch it on TV. Oh, so they aired that? They aired a little tiny bit of that. Okay. And then they put weird music in. And when we found out that we didn't make it to the next round, it was yeah. me and two other comedians. Yeah. They were both next to me. Yeah. in on TV, they made it look like it was just me standing out there without the two. Uh, and they zoomed in on my hand and like made it look like I was nervous when I wasn't. Because uh, they zoomed all the way in on my hand, yeah. and they played that boom. Kind of music <laughs> that makes it sound like oh shit. <laughs> like something's happening. Right? He's losing it. And they cut to them and yeah looking like they're giving me feedback okay. that they never gave me. They just did that on their own and oh, cut it in. They cut that in? Yeah. Oh no. Just them going Oh no. Well, there was no punchline. Oh and like, no. For like dude, oh, for like no. a year later, every time I would do this bit that they cut themselves in saying there was no punchline and it would yeah. get applause. Yeah, I would thank the audience, and I would go. That's the joke. I, I was such, such an honest comedian. I go. I'm glad you're applauding because that's the one they said had no punchline. Yeah, <laughs> a- act outs don't work. That sounds like no punchline. I can remember the line, and you might you might know the bit Which that you? I used to do, but Which it was you? about um. Oh God! Once, remember how I just said earlier in your podcast yeah. that I forget how to d- tell old jokes. Let's see yeah, if I can remember this okay. one. Give me a ballpark. Do you edit? No, I you know don't edit. You're like I'm a fucking editing. I'm not fixing your mistake on my podcast. Yeah, yeah. The joke was in part the, of it. Makes it, it raw. Was, it was. Let me think. It was about um, your mom. I think it was about no, it was about this. Um, my um. Oh, it was about that. I if you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that i had advice for single guys okay. now that i'm married i'm like okay. one little thing i if i were you i would go marry non-american okay i go and this is based the joke used to be this is an honest thing that i would say sometimes i go uh and this is based on something that happened once i okay. go that's how i do things i go something happens once and i go well that's everybody and i write the joke even though it just happened in this specific situation okay so my wife's cousin was married to this Brazilian woman. And Hot. he brought her... Yeah, she was pretty. <laughs> and he brought... They're rarely hideous. So he brings this pretty um, Brazilian woman to this summer rental that we all were sharing together in yeah. Cape Cod. And she's nine months pregnant. She's cooking and cleaning for like 10 of us that were sharing the house. She's disciplining her kids, our kids, other people's kids all at the same time. And I go... And she was somehow like skinny and muscular okay and nine months pregnant wow and i said to her i had to pull her aside i go how are you pulling this off this is crazy that you're able to do this and she goes in joe in this is true she said this (laughs) i'm not exaggerating she goes joe in brazil we were taught at an early age to be great wives and i go oh really my wife was taught in a at an early age to teach her husband how to be a great wife. <laughs> so I did that one and they were like, they said there was no punchline. And I was like, there is a punchline. It's a great punchline. You're punch just though. fucking missing it or you're just fucking trying to not yeah laugh. I, I mean, just... that's,
1: you know, that's the follies of, you know, the, that reality TV shit. You know, they're trying to create this drama that doesn't need to exist in mm-hmm. comedy. I don't think comics should ever really compete against each other. I just think we should be showcased with each other. You know I mean? That's what it should always be. I've said this a it, it should a lot. always just all, be a showcase. No, but no all, contest.
2: All art forms. Yeah. I try to say it whenever I'm doing anybody's podcast. Should never be judged that there's just good and bad, but yeah, there's you don't no to, better. You don't
1: go to a fucking art gallery opening in New York City and they're like that got a red ribbon, that got a blue ribbon. Like, you just enjoy no, the art. For what you yeah, are. Yeah, you, you enjoy that. You enjoy that. Yeah, might. you don't say that yeah. ah, Picasso's better than Brock or that's uh-huh. fucking Salvador Dali's better than Magritte. Like, you don't do that. Right. But for some reason, it's like, well, the reality thing fucked everything up. Like, it it basically, because I remember the first year of Last Comic Standing, they tried to make it, like, real world and had comics living together. Like, they tried so much to make that this reality thing that was going to pop. Right. You know, but they tried every element of all the reality shows they try to put in one with the first season of Last Comic Standing. Oh yeah. You know, they try to put it just cuz they wanted the ratings and stuff. But, you know, I think it's uh what's well, funny cuz I remember you I worked with you a little bit when you were like right after the uh um Americans Got Talent or whatever, and I remember you doing that with the audience. I remember, specifically remember you saying that <laughs> that joke got a laugh and you were like, "Yeah, that's the joke. It didn't work. They said no punchline." Like you I remember you still being kind of like your your back was up about it. You know, and yeah, which made it, it funny. Me off because
2: I was like, you know, it's just like you just want to. It makes you get want to get mad because you're like, I'm here for you. You know, it's like I know Johnny Lampert. I mean, say what you want about Johnny Lampert, he stood up to the um, the last Comic Standing judges, and he wasn't even performing. Just okay. one of his friends was performing. Oh, no. And he met and the, the head guy. Who was the head guy? Like, the producer. Well, it was Bob Barry, Bob and Ross. Not, they it? were, like, but there was another guy that, okay, like, I made, remember. like, Beverly Hills 90210. I, I forget remember. what that guy's name oh, is. his production company. I know somewhere. The
1: guy that did, um, no, it wasn't. Peter this.
2: Engel or something like that okay. is his name. Okay. He's, gosh. like, a big television mogul. Okay. And somehow he was there. And Lampert, I used to call Lampert the comedy vigilante, I like and it. I used yeah. to tell him that that should be his thing. That you know, go. He he would go, no, nah, I can't do that because like he you know he manages comedians and he and he books a lot of corporate events and all that. He, he yeah, goes, yeah, I yeah. can't have that out there. But I'm like, dude, you're so good at it. Yeah. Like if you get wronged in comedy, yeah, he'll st- he, he's really good at fucking just crushing somebody. Like he <laughs> went right up to the guy and he goes real quick um i'm not a performer i just want to ask you something like why don't you just pick the best the funniest like why are you going for like the housewife and then the this guy and then the, the and like yeah. why don't you just pick the best and it's like this I, I i was afraid to tweet this recently the uh the joan not the Jo i almost said the jonas brothers <laughs> Um, the, 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 they those, do comedy next. I would hate brothers. to follow the Jonas I'm Brothers. I'm telling you, it's been a long day, so I'm going <laughs> to get right. mixed up. Who are the uh, the, the Slar Brothers? No, I used to teach them. They're look like Stone tweed, Brothers, black um, African American oh, twins. Lucas Brothers. Lucas Brothers. Lucas. Lucas, really good guys. Yeah, they tweeted something that I thought was a little ballsy about a week ago, saying their show didn't get picked up. Okay, by the network, and they they wrote this on Twitter. They said, "I think it's because we had too many black guys." In the show, and they like wrote all of them in the tweet that that yeah. was like either a voice or a writer. It yeah. was just all their like African American friends. Yeah, and I was like afraid to tweet this back, and I said, uh, "Of course you can't have. I go, you can't have two of the same thing in Hollywood. I yeah. go, if I go, forget about having three. No way." And I said, uh, "I said I auditioned to play Sebastian Maniscalco's friend." And they already had Tony Danza cast to play his dad, and I knew for a fact they're not having an Italian guy with an Italian dad, and his best friend at work is going to be an Italian guy too. Because there's <laughs> no fucking way. I said that's going Asian or black guy, and it, it did. It went to a black guy, and I was Hilarious. like, "There's no fun." And I and I wanted, you know, I ran out of words on Twitter, but you want to say like, I don't think they did that in the '70s. I think they just pick the funniest guys that came in and auditioned and then yeah, cast what, them together
1: what were they they were on netflix for a second right is that what it was they had a show on netflix the lucas brothers they've had a few things yeah you know you know it's funny too with comics because it's like i'm sure that's the case mm-hmm. like i'm 100 percent thinking it's probably what you're saying but then again, sometimes it's just like maybe they had something better. Maybe they felt like, maybe there's a funnier black group of comics or people. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, no. there's always the case. But can you
2: imagine if in the professional sports, yeah, they um, they said, well, these are the nine best guys, but we need to diversify it and we need more Latino, like or more white. They would never do that. Like yeah. I used to get pissed in sports. Like this yeah. is when my anger. Befo- this might be—I might still get mad at this, even medicated, because, yeah. like, I played, like, softball, like—but, like, pretty competitive, like, fast-pitch softball. I played baseball a lot of my life, and I used to get pissed because we're adults. We're not—it's not Little League. They're not yeah. kids, and, like, there was always, like, somebody getting— to play more innings because he was friends with the coach and I was like I would like pull the coach aside. I'm like, dude, do you want to? F- Why are you getting pissed? Yeah. When we lose, when you put your fucking friend in who's not good. Yeah,
1: my dad coached one year. Fucking. Soccer. And I'm and like I, fucking. I had no business playing. Yeah. <laughs> I was the worst guy on the team.
2: I've even said it with comedy <laughs> clubs and I'm not going to name any comedy clubs, but there's yeah. certain clubs where you go. Okay, I get it. If you're not paying every single person, but if you're paying everybody seventy-five or a hundred bucks to go up tonight, there's no reason you're not. You you shouldn't have the lineup stacked because you can get any of us. Why True. Why do you have comedians that aren't that good on that show? Like, well, what's your fucking reason? I think the hardest thing in Stack comedy. It.
1: The hardest thing in comedy is to find. Like, I feel I have a gift for it. You have a little bit of a gift for it as well. And because you mentor and stuff, but I feel like people aren't good at like just because somebody's young doesn't mean you know they're hungry, doesn't mean they deserve to be on the stage. No, and there's doesn't. certain guys like I mean, my guys are Pete Davidson, my guys are Nate Bragazzi's and Pete Holmes and, you know, all right. these guys that went on to do great things. And it's like. Not everybody has that foresight, and a lot of these comedy clubs have a tendency to just put up a guy because they're hungry or because they're good looking or because you know they'll mop the floor or whatever or that
2: they have to mix it up. they can't yeah. put all guys, they can't put all girls. I'm like, how about you put the funny girls the yeah. funny girl up the funny guy up the really funny black like you can still diversify it I mean I try to enough do that. good I, ones I try
1: to do that, I think you know but it's it's so tough far. you know. But a lot of clubs don't care. They don't care about the craft of comedy. You know, a lot of times, I mean, that's what I mean, far as you comics listening to this out there, a lot of you want to produce shows and you want to produce rooms. And I'm probably hands down the best producer in New York City because I produce probably 40, 40 shows a week. And the reason I got to be able to do that is because I always wanted to be the weak link on the show. Whenever I would book a show at the right. Boston Comedy Club or the uh, well, Village Lantern or whatever, I always made sure I wanted Patrice, I wanted Geraldo, right. I, I wanted you. Well, it's like I Seinfeld big guys. on his sitcom. You know, he yeah. knew
2: that he had to put really you funny people to, to hide his yeah, acting talent.
1: Absolutely, but it wasn't about hiding my talent. It was more about I wanted to learn from the best. Right. You know, to and me. you actually enjoy being there when there's good guys. And it on. made me rise because my right. whole mentality is always be the best comic in the room. And if you're not the best comic in the room, you got work to do. And nobody's ever killed unless you get a standing ovation. So stop with the fucking attitude and just get up there and like show me something as opposed right. to like, you know, there's so much attitude before the act, which I think a lot of times you see in comedy. You know, there's just too much there's too much swagger. You shouldn't even have fucking swagger when you're first. Just
2: fucking be funny, dude. I don't think, you know, I almost think and this is this might be incorrect, but I don't think comedy is an art form that swagger mixes with. When you have swagger, you're almost ninety percent a bad comedian. Like you can have swagger in your fucking brain, but if it's coming out of your fucking mouth, well, you're not good. Well, here's the thing: somebody like you'll you'll agree with this. I hope. Bill Burr
1: is is a guy that is may come off like bill hicks and he's like owning the stage i don't think so i no, think no, 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 no. every hear time out, i hear let me finish these. first let me first so i um, when you watch him it's like my pod. yeah <laughs> when you watch him on stage and you're not not i'm not talking you or me or somebody that knows mm-hmm. him i'm talking just a fan in general mm-hmm. somebody that's paid to see him or whatever i feel like you might see that but what makes all that shit happen is the insecurity is the self doubt? Yes. Is all the years of not being good enough in his uh, head, and that's all that turns into what he's turned into a great comedy act. Sure, and so I just—he's
2: always modest. Whenever I hear him, absolutely,
1: Tell's modest. Um, you know, there, there's so many people that like you well, know—it's funny that Lewis you. Brought, Black is modest.
2: Well, it's funny that you brought that up because I I watched, like I said earlier, I watched Chappelle's new hour special from Washington D.C. on Netflix. Yeah, and it might have been his second bit i was surprised was all about how fucking great of a comedian he is (laughs) really yeah like (laughs) he's so good yeah that he pulled it off but i'm not gonna lie when he was doing it at first i was like i'm not gonna like this oh yeah but he kind of he made it funny because he goes i can just sit i'm gonna just pick around he goes I He was probably bullshitting because he said he has a fishbowl in his house yeah. that he just throws random punchlines in, uh, and every once in a while he'll just pull it out and figure out a way to find a joke that'll match it. Really? He goes, wow. recently I put one in that said, uh, so I kicked her in the pussy. <laughs> right? And then, like, you didn't know but like a little while later he was telling this long story that that was going to be the punchline. Ah, I got you. But he, when he set up that story, he goes, man, I am, I'm, I'm, I've been good at this for a long time. I am very good at comedy. That's what he kept saying. I'm fucking good at this.
1: You know, I, I love Chappelle and I remember being there when he was, you know, back at the Boston days and stuff. But I started watching one of his specials the first time he had the two come out. And, I was really enjoying it, and then he got to the thing about because he has a severe paranoia, and he got to the uh, the thing about uh, the Kevin and Peel and the what is this, the guys on Comedy Central. That, Peele. Peel, and Peel, about them ripping him off, oh, and it was yeah. just like, and it I really it 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 really kind of like it it made me not enjoy it after that because I was just like. First of all, dude, they have their own lane. They happen to be black guys. They happen to be doing sketches. And maybe you did innovate some stuff, but they don't owe you anything. They're just doing their shit. If you hadn't just fucking disappeared, I'm sure you would still be doing amazing sketches on TV. Like That's
2: all you, bro. I guess the joke would be that Chappelle traded in the insecurity that a lot of us have for paranoia. Yeah. His is paranoia, it sounds like. Because he he had something in this special... That sounded like he was a little paranoid. It was something about some lady wrote him a letter and uh, didn't like a joke he did about transgender, and then he he made it a. F- I laughed. Yeah. But you could tell. But any- that that was a real letter that he got, and yeah. it probably really fucking pissed him off that he got a fucking letter like yeah like you like it's funny because I've caught hell for that like from like people on Twitter and shit if I yeah. got mad and said something they're like dude, you're a comedian and you should never get mad. I'm like, who lives their life never getting mad <laughs> at getting oh, shit yeah. on? I wish yeah. nobody is fucking free from getting their feelings oh. hurt. I don't care oh, who yeah. you are. I've, There's no way. Oh,
1: I've turned comments off on YouTube videos. Like, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I just mute it. them. I they're all crazy. there now. I
2: don't block anybody Are you anymore. just I mute just, it so you don't see it? I don't have to see you. You don't but, have to look at it, yeah. Yeah. It's, but then there, yeah. I guess that means they're still there, though, and everybody else can still see it, right? <laughs> I can't wait to look at some of those later. Go <laughs> ahead. I, I, like, if I don't have to <laughs> see, I really don't care if a lot of people see it. Yeah. But I don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, but that's the thing is this like, you know, it's like we live in a world now where, Everybody is a critic You know When I was a kid It was like The only people Who talked about the movies Was Siskel and Ebert Like That was it <laughs> there, there was nobody and else they really knew movies and There was nobody else They went to school for that oh, Yes you exactly know, It's
2: like That's a great point That's a that's a bit right there Yeah They went to school for that You said that on stage I will now That's funny All right, I to will To compare that
1: Yeah Cause now it's just like Everybody's just like You know Giving a star rating mm-hmm. And an up and a down And a thing But it's like Everybody's a critic
2: And it's like It's just It's exhausting well, I caught hell recently for telling a like comic that, you know, never been on he never did much and he was like he had like three hundred Twitter followers Yeah, he was shitting on my comedy on his podcast and I called really? in and argued with him. Oh wow. And it was Oops. dumb. Another one I was getting mad and I shouldn't have. But yeah. I was like he didn't understand my point was dude, you're not successful, so I'm not gonna listen to your critique. Oh, yeah. I said if Chris Rock Called me on the phone and started telling me my comedy was bad. That would really fucking hurt my feelings. I would be oh. fucked in the head. Oh If yeah. David Tell called yeah. me and told me my jokes were yeah, bad, absolutely. But I go, you do like open mics and stuff, and you have three hundred Twitter followers, and you're on a podcast that nobody listens to. Like I don't under, and that like, and it was funny because I started thinking about this because somebody else recently like critiqued something I was wearing, right? And then I went and looked at like a picture they tweeted. Yeah, and I'm like, they dress terrible. Like, <laughs> like if you were like yeah. a fucking GQ model and you tell me my suit sucks, like, well, well that's why I'm gonna believe that you're yeah. you're correct. Yeah, well that's what sucks about you know fem-
1: female comedians. Like they're always just like you know busting on the way they look and all that shit. But I know you had a little situation with that, but we won't get into it. With what? Uh, no, but it's like you know people with not female comedians. Yeah, 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 but I feel like you know, oh, pe- I know people. What you're yeah, about. people definitely <laughs> like. <laughs> but but here's the thing like whenever I get off stage I remember I got off stage I was at Stamp New York and I had a set that it was pretty good. I feel most of my sets are good. I feel Because like, I feel like I'm kinda one of those ringers like even if I have a bad set you're, gonna, you're never, you're never going to forget me. You you know, I'm definitely going to be interesting and different, and I'm tight, so fuck off. It was as good as it's going to be. The crowds, right. whatever. I've never had anybody blow me off the stage. Like it's just, I just do what I fucking do. That's I roll up my I, sleeves and I do comedy. But that's why I
2: wanted to have you yeah. on that um, Anything But Your Act show that I'm doing at Westside Comedy Club. That'd be fun. I'd love to. Because yeah. you are one of those guys that has a lot of other muscles, but you wouldn't know that necessarily because, you know, you are tight, and you have quick jokes and you have a persona up there yeah but uh, you know I've seen you do some other things so I'm I'm always curious if you ever go up there and do a fucking different style of stand up well
1: you know on my album I told a story about being you know Mormons and different things and I've done I feel like sometimes it's like you know I do a lot of I'll do a storytelling show or something I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm also a guy I adapt to my audience I feel Mm -hmm. like if if, you know I'm in the middle of a show and it's a fucking 14 people I need to bring it up I don't know I have to get over it but definitely I love exploring and doing new shit but one thing I was I going to get back to it. I remember being at Stan, New York, and I got off stage, and this, this guy came up to me, this kid, and uh, he was just like, hey, hey can, can I tell you something about your act? <laughs> hey, and I go, I go. It's never good. No, but I go, I go, no, you can't. <laughs> I go, and I, I talked to him. I said, have you ever done stand-up comedy? And he goes, no. I go, have you ever been on television? He goes, no. I go, have you ever made it? In a, what if a, he was going to compliment you? Though? I, I know he, he wasn't. He knew he was I know he wasn't. And I go, have you ever? Have you ever no, because he was like, he said something to the effect of like, can I tell you something about the act that you need to work on? It was something like that. And I was just like, and I asked him all these questions. He goes, no, 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 I've never done comedy. I go, then I don't want to fucking hear it. If it's not, if it's not, hey, good job, or constructive, or like happy or positive, mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking hear it. I go, I know, I was up there. I know what happened. I go, it was a tight crowd. I did did well in some areas and lost them in others and whatever. But I'm just, it's up there, man. I'm not going to hold on to this shit because you want to come up and fucking critique me and me. I'm going to bring because I'm going to bring this home and I ain't going to fucking do it. So now on, whatever yeah, audiences my up, brains. yeah, they don't realize we it. We have the, good the, imaginations. The fucking and that the, shit lives. the the things you say to a comic after a show, it it does it lives with us for the rest of our comedy life and it's like we think about it all the time so so i'm not gonna let that that's a part of therapy too. cut off the poison i'm not gonna fucking let you get
2: that in there you're not gonna jab that in right you're not especially after the show's over i just shut the lights i'm packing up i'm out of here i used fuck i said that to a lady once at the stress factory that i was so mad that vinnie brand didn't kick her out like it's funny. Like I used to love Chris Rock's bit. He goes, "I never hit a woman, but I'll shake the shit out of a bitch." Yeah. Like I didn't touch this woman, but I'd be lying if in my head I I didn't want to just fucking knock her out. Like she yeah. was such a fucking bitch to me. Yeah. And she flicked a cigarette in my face. Oh wow. A, an ash. This is when you could have ash. Wow. She had these long like fingernails. Uh, yeah. And she was like, "I want to talk to you about your act. I want to talk to you about your act. I work at Comedy Central." <laughs> and, and that's we're in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and I go where parking cars in the lot. What are you talking about? There's no way you work at Comedy Central. Yo, I be running them shows and shit. Yeah, oh my god, this lady. I, was like, I said I'm eating my dinner. I said I, I basically, I, it was like my way of saying I punched out. Like I'm, yeah. I said I'm eating dinner. The show's over. I don't want to talk about it now yeah I wanna just not think about being a comedian while I yeah. eat dinner. my food's right in front of me, yeah, don't come over to me and yeah I'm hurt off the my clock. feelings, yeah, and I think some of that you know now that I think about it, as I'll uh, analyze myself, um it probably comes from like I grew up with a lot of negative family members, oh, of course, most my of us grandmother did. was fucking terrible, I mean oh. never. Had positive things to say about me being a comedian. Oh,
1: my father's the worst. All he talks about is how funny my brother is, and like, why should your brother be in the comic? Oh yeah, I've
2: always heard. That. I'm just like, my brother is. I funny go because he's in
1: fucking jail. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Because he can't not drink and drive. Maybe that's fucking why he's not a
2: comic. He can't
1: get to the gig because he's in fucking jail. How about that, Dad? That's hilarious. the fuck out I of I always
2: here? say the line from Mr. Saturday Night where he goes, you got living room balls. I'm like, my brother has living room balls. Nice. He, he's yeah, my hilarious. My brother's fucking... got cell block C balls. Yeah. <laughs> he's in jail. That's funny.
1: All right, man. Well, you know, this has you know, been good. It's just been fun. I always love talking to you because I feel like... We have a good connection, and like yeah. you know, we're like uh, in the foxhole together. You we're, know, we're guys that understand each other. And uh, thanks for wanting to talk to me. I hope yeah. this doesn't burn any bridges. Oh, no. shut up, dude! This is fucking great. You were great. And do uh, you want to? Uh, any last words I, to young comics? I like to you know see if there's anything you could say to a young comic well, version of yourself. Think. Let's think. You know,
2: there's fucking there's 18 year old Joe Matarise starting stand up comedy. Well, well yeah, what I mean, you say? I, I guess you try to help them cut corners because it took us. Took me ten years before I even tried to talk about the real me on stage. Like yeah. I never tried it. Yeah. And now I can't do jokes that, <laughs> that aren't about. me. Like I do yeah. it sometimes. I do observations. I've already you do some so, political stuff. Yeah, and but stuff. they're usually fun. like me in the situation or sure. something. Yeah. But uh, you just really have to. You just find the you up there like i always say like you know when you like i love when i'm accidentally funny and that's what i'm trying to create is not a joke just those moments in life where you can like you say something and like people like pause and laugh like yeah because they're like that they know that that was just so you right there but do you
1: think somebody like stephen wright like do you think like that's kind of who he is he's like this he doesn't you know like that the, had to that had yeah. to
2: evolve out of him going yeah. i don't have much energy how can i <laughs> can, you know because i've i've noticed yeah. that guys that do one-liners if they don't create some persona for the one-liner guy oh those are the worst they're fucked like they yeah. always yeah like dimitri martin like they always usually have to like Put, like, a fucking instrument under sure. it. Sure. Even, um... Gonna bring you in somehow. Yeah, even Mitch Hedberg had that, like, 70s yeah. blues magi- musician version yeah. of the one-liner. Steve sure. Wright had the dry one-liner guy. Yeah. When, you know, and, uh, yeah, you can't just go uh, look at Rodney Dangerfield had the... Yeah. Hey, persona. hey, hey, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes it takes that, you know, just like... No, but I'm curious, but I also feel that, like, there is something happens in comedy where it's just like... There is a true essence of being oneself up there, you know? There is definitely, like, Louis and all these guys. It's like, you know, Richard Pryor. It's like there's this thing of of saying the truth up there. But then again, I still... Enjoy a good joke. Like I like sure, Jezzelneck. Sure. I like Je- oh, he's I one of my favorite Jezelnik. comics because I feel like it's just tight and His it's like it's what really it really good. So funny, and I felt like it's like that's the kind of comedy I enjoy. That's the kind of guy that I'll sit and laugh at, and I'll also laugh at you, and I'll laugh at guys that are f- telling real experiences, but also laugh at a guy that's doing a made-up grandma joke. Like it doesn't matter to me. It's like if it's funny and it's dark and it's taking a twist, I'll laugh at that just as hard as I will about somebody's you know doing heroin and fucking run around with their dick out or whatever real. Experience experience they had like i can still laugh at a good joke and i just don't want everybody to just get rid of jokes and talk about their real life if it's not if, if they're good at jokes then be good at no, jokes i mean there's different you know? ways of just writing. be good at
2: it my stuff isn't just me up there talking without jokes there's jokes no i wasn't playing that No, but yeah. i'm saying everybody yeah. needs jokes you need well, i don't care if it's got come Bill to Burr's a joke just talking but there's a structure there's beats going on yeah there's act outs like he has a whole bit about wanting to you know thin the herd of people and let's yeah. sink one uh cruise ship at a time yeah Because yeah, yeah. it's the bad like true. he picked cruise ship like that's the way he does it. and then he acts yeah. it out going underwater and makes yeah. the sound of it like and, he, and that's so brilliant because yeah. that's where most people on cruises are douches mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. it just—it's the perfect. I think thing. Dave Chappelle said it best once when I saw him years ago, yeah. that you're basically a painter, and there's a canvas in people's brains, and you're filling it in by talking. And yeah, the you're best painting the picture. I always yeah, say that too. They're, they need to see what you're saying and and be there, absolutely, like you, like you were there.
1: Yeah, you got to paint the picture. That's a strong out. Wow, that was good, man. That's a Really good. That out. was Can good. I plug that was a conscience? good out. Please, what else you want to plug? Talk to me.
2: Well, I have to got? plug my brand new podcast that uh, debuted last week called Stand Up Lie Down. Um, I'm doing this with uh, psychiatrist Dr. Keith Abloh, and we bring comedians on and we use their stand-up act as the blueprint oh. of what the in-conversation uh, points are this as we analyze awesome. them through their act. So, not wait to uh, do this one. we got to have you on, That's and uh, we have Mark Norman on episode one, and Lynn Coplitz is on episode two. and. That's why I was fried today. I swear to God, I've spent like 30 hours editing the Joe Piscopo episode, which airs next week. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I put voiceover through the whole fucking thing. It's so much work. It's like a fucking documentary, this podcast that I'm making. Very excited, man. That's going to be great.
1: Thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This with Dustin Chafin our special guest, Joe Matarese. You can
2: catch him on social media. com. I guess I should say, is where you can find that and anywhere else you listen to podcasts.
1: Yay. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll see you later. Man, got the light.